0: We love our theme song and want to put you on. If you need someone who can edit and mix audio, create background music for podcasts, or even soundtrack music for movies and TV shows, Taylor, AKA Top Notch, is your guy.
1: Not only can he mix audio, but he can create your next hit within his in-home studio. If you're looking for more info, you can contact Taylor at his email topnotch, that's spelled T-O-P-N-O-T-C-H dot U-M-C-U-L-O at gmail.com. That's topnotch dot U-M-C-U-L-O at gmail.com.
0: We I hungry guess. today.
1: I know we're ready to go. Let's go.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of She Wall Red. I don't feel like I need to say who I am anymore, I know, but right? I guess I I guess I still will for newer people and to keep consistency. I guess.
1: Yeah, it's a tradition. Who a are, tradition. are
0: you? I am Alana. Who are you? I'm Samra. Samra, usually the curator, but I think today she's Samra the Hungry.
1: She's hungry. Today. <laughs> she's not going to make any sort of sudden movements. She's been low power mode today. Oh my goodness, I'm so weak.
0: Okay, well go ahead and kick us off low power mode.
1: Okay, so our quote today, chapter 17. It looks great on the internet. The internet. I was like, all right, that's was uh... no <laughs> when I read that. I was like, what does that supposed to mean? I mean? Well, like social media.
0: I yeah, guess. yeah. I kind of assumed what the theme would be, but it actually, it was kind of a little different than what I thought. Not exactly what I expected.
1: Yeah, definitely not. For me, it definitely surprised me because we'll get into it. We'll
0: get into it. The chapter name also, I didn't do my job. New highs, new lows.
1: I know, I was going to say it, and I was like, no, I don't want to.
0: <laughs> she said, I'm not going to steal your thunder. I'm on low power mode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so weak. Okay. So, we begin.
1: Guys, go here back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is this what we get when you're on low power mode? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing to say right now.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll go. Uh <laughs> Um, But, okay, so I feel like the first sentence should have been the quote for this week. Like, they should have switched it. But, anywho. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It says, there is power in speaking your dreams into existence. Mm. And she's reminding us of when she spoke her dream to M. Foss on the plane ride and how now, like, that career is being realized. But, turns out, it's not going to go exactly the way she thought it would. As is life.
1: Yeah, life is usually that way, unexpected. Very, very unexpected. It is cool that she's kind of, it is happening, literally. Right,
0: right. It's happening, just not the way she thought it would. Right.
1: Everyone's like, what's happening?
0: (laughs) Well, let's tell you.
1: (laughs) Yes, we're in Vogue again.
0: We're still at Vogue.
1: We're still at Vogue, and things are hard. Times are—it's struggling. Times are rough. Industry is definitely not on the come up. They're like on the come Come down. down. (laughs) (laughs) Right? There's budget cuts. Everybody's losing their job. Actually, like a bunch of the the teen tween magazines shut down so it's like only 17 our favorite j14
0: yes nylon
1: and teen vogue so they're like one of the four teen magazines left standing at this point
0: right with the rise of social media and the internet everybody's basically it's do or die so
1: Mm -hmm. at this point like everyone's just trying to evolve as fast as they can and like not be left in the dust. Mm -hmm. And it seems that the people at Vogue or at Condé Nast believe that Elaine could be the change that Teen Vogue needs to see.
0: Right. And so it's 9.03. Like when I'm like marking the times of how fast this is happening, I was like, I literally would have shit my pants. Once again, would have shit my pants.
1: I know, I know. She's doing a great job, obviously, because, like, she keeps getting these emails, like. Right, from, from Anna Winter. <laughs>
0: right, so it's 9.03 a.m., and she receives an urgent meeting request from Anna Wintour. Uh, and at the time, she was on the set for an editorial beauty shoot wearing baggy boyfriend jeans, chunky freaking Balenciaga combat boots. I was like, okay, flex on them a hoodie and the letter the leather bomber that had become her staple in her early days at teen vogue and she knew it was just you know like oh my gosh time to, change. time to change right so she describes how anna has two offices which i was like major boss right one is at vogue and then there's one on the 42nd floor the corporate suite that was mainly used for serious matters and that require for things that require privacy
1: that's pretty scary
0: right i would have been like i would never want to get called to the 42nd floor it's like one of those things you know the
1: principal's office i'm (laughs) either getting promoted or i'm leaving the company
0: right and It's, it's it is you have zero idea going into it what's about to happen
1: right an urgent meeting request like i would have i would have been very scared
0: right it could go one of two ways and so she quickly goes and changes at her office to look more i love how she put this aw friendly and a window friendly i love it and so she gets to her office and she's describing how it's like it's an open space it's persistent open space, it's pristine, English country-style decor, wraparound views of the southern tip of Manhattan. I was like, oh, a dream.
1: Right, that sounds beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. And she goes, after a brief exchange of niceties, we get down into it. Ooh. So Anna informs her that her current boss will be moving on to edit another magazine in the company, and that because of the work that she's been doing at Teen Vogue, she would now be its new editor and just a chief, a A chief chief editor right we were just talking about how she's being groomed for something bigger this was it
1: i was shook when i saw this i mean low-key i kind of forgot that this transition had to happen at some point i was like oh yeah she was just at teen vogue but no she was the editor-in-chief of teen vogue
0: Right, right it kept growing on itself
1: yeah so um yeah elaine just is she's like just like that boom you know it happened and she said her eyes didn't flinch there wasn't a single second claimed by shock or hysteria or dread just a rush of of readiness grounded into a deep well of gratitude this was a job i felt called to do
0: and i was like yes ma'am and so she's like you know they're continuing to talk da 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 and she you know talks about how anna's like okay i'm bringing you into this position now bring it and she's like bet let's do this thing but after this she was informed and mentioned that she would be receiving a ten thousand dollar increase in pay which even i was like depend i was like that's it for like a chief editor
1: it like a big jump from beauty editor or beauty, like, person in charge mm-hmm. to go editor-in-chief of the entire magazine and get 10000 Like, I would want 10000 if I got a raise at my job, but, like, I'm working a very, like, small job in comparison to editor-in-chief at Vogue, you know what I mean?
0: Right, and so...
1: She's a little bit shocked. Right, she's a little confused. She said, wait, but I'm editor-in-chief, though.
0: Right, she believed she was worth more, but she was also informed that she needed to take those types of things up with HR. That's not something you talk about with Anna Wintour, which I was like, fair. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's true. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: then, then, okay, you're going to talk, okay, yeah, right, go, yeah.
1: This part is very interesting. The way that they kind of like pushed her into this role before she was ready. So Anna basically is like, well, she knows in this meeting she's not supposed to talk about the money, but Anna gives her a piece of paper and she says, sign this. It's um, like your consent to go on this press release. You're being announced as the editor in chief. At 11 a.m. sharp, and she's like looking at the clock. She's like it's 10:11, <laughs> so right. you're telling me in 49 minutes I'm being announced and I'm supposed to sign this. She's like I don't feel comfortable signing something where I I want to talk to HR. She's like I before we do this, like can I get the like the kinks worked out? Like do I have time to negotiate this?
0: Right.
1: luckily she did
0: though kind of sort of
1: later kind of at first she's like in the elevator talking to this person like what do you think i should do like i think i'm worth more and he said uh you don't really have leverage right now like you have to take this or not you know just say no Right. And then, kind
0: of, even deeper into the role, it's like, yeah, she's editor in chief, but like when she gets to HR, they explain how she'll be working with our, our man, Phil, mm-hmm. and Marie, the creative director. And they'd kind of be working as, as what is it called? As a, tri, a, triumvirate?
1: a triumvirate?
0: Triumvirate? Triumvirate.
1: Mm-hmm, but like,
0: but Elaine has know. the title,
1: which is interesting.
0: Yeah, like, they're all getting promoted, but Elaine's got, like, the major promotion, but they still have to all three. Like, it was just very confusing, and Elaine's also confused. She's like, I don't even know what that means.
1: Right, it's definitely not industry industry standard, anything she's ever seen before. And she remembers her mom saying something that she would often say when life sticks her between a rock and a hard place and it's that sometimes you just have to take the bitter with the sweet and i was like yeah it'd be like that sometimes
0: it do really be like that like Mm-hmm. Uh, my comp well, okay. Let me not go into that. But anywho, <laughs> don't talk about it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Y'all not gonna catch me slipping. Elaine's
1: <laughs> <But, laughs> not trying to slip either, y'all.
0: No slips. Ooh, I like that. No slips.
1: No slips. Yeah. No does.
0: slips. Zone. <laughs> I won't. The the yes, you know it is. You no know slip, it zone. is no slip zone
1: Yeah, bro. Okay, it's a lot going on. I was even confused reading it. I was like, "Huh? Huh? Huh? So much is happening?" So, right. You know, like ever their her coworkers or her other her other two people in the triumvirate, they're really excited, but she's sitting there like kind of in her own head like I feel kind of forced right now, like something feels off, like, you know, and you just feel that anxiety of like, I feel really trapped right now. And yes. I, you know, you're like, especially in this type of position where it's like, I'm supposed to be happy, but something's wrong. Right. And it's the fact that it all just, it was a whirlwind of events. It wasn't like, you know, you got hired and now it's like this little window of time where you can negotiate things like that. They're basically like, I don't know what was going on behind the scenes, but like, I guess the last editor in chief was leaving so abruptly, like that they had to name somebody right in that moment.
0: Well, so they had moved, like, because that was her boss that got moved to a different magazine. So they, like, I feel like they already knew this was happening. It was, I don't, I just don't understand why it was so rushed
1: on their, like, on on their part yeah like the way that they had no time like if this was happening behind the scenes like in hr or whatever like i wish they had told them like hey this might be happening like get ready like you know? or
0: like tell her a little beforehand not only giving her 49 minutes to make a decision because this yeah, is going, like clearly you had hard. to have known before today that this was happening
1: you had to know last night like at least have given her like a like heads up like hey tomorrow you're about to be inducted it's right like a whole new like basically you're the president of this magazine now and anyway so she's like I have to say yes but after the announcement, well, I guess she texts her mom and she looks down and she sees that everybody already knows, like, even though Teen Vogue hasn't announced the press release. Well, no, they
0: did announce the press release.
1: Oh, they did announce it. Okay. Yes. I so know. I was like... yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so these people already knew, and she was, Mm-mm. like, the last to know.
0: Mm-mm. It was just, like, by the time, like, she had gotten a second to, like, look down at her phone and, like, tell, even tell her mom what was going on, the world already knew.
1: Oh, uh, okay, it was past 11 a.m., I guess. Yeah, it
0: was <laughs> past 11 a.m.
1: <laughs> <past>. All right. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, she looks down at her phone, and she's literally on a Twitter headline Like, you know, that she is the first editor-in-chief or the youngest editor-in-chief ever in Teen Vogue history, as well as the second ever Black editor-in-chief of, is it in Condé Nast or just at Teen Vogue? So she's
0: the youngest editor-in-chief in in Condé Nast history, and she was only the second uh, Black editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue, yeah.
1: Wow, okay, wow, so... Within hours, this became
0: national news. Yeah.
1: And so she's like getting all these congratulations. And she says, as a culture, we love a celebration. We We stand
0: a good celebration.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just good to be hyped. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so feeling good inside, but at the same time being like, am I just a token in this Am I just a pawn in this game for them? Like, yeah, this is great for them because they're getting all this publicity. But I was basically forced into this. Not really, but like she just just feels very powerless in this situation.
0: Yeah, which really sucks. But I like how she says, you know, we sell as a culture. We celebrate pretty much everything. But we rarely discuss the marks and scars and bruises that come with breaking through glass ceilings.
1: Ooh.
0: Which is so true. Like, being that person, the amount of responsibility that's put on your shoulders, mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Because I've never been in that type of position. So it's almost like when you get there, you don't even know what to do, you know?
1: Yeah, <laughs> nobody trained you for this moment.
0: Right, and it's, it's still... Also, like, sad how there are still, in this day and age, all of these bursts happening in the Black community.
1: Yeah. So, it's like, how am I going to say no to something when I could be, like, so influential in this position? But, right. at the same time, I don't want to lowball myself. Right. And so, she's still, like, kind of having this back and forth in her mind while she's also just you know saying like thank you thank you guys like this is great like zendaya tweeted at her Mm -hmm. all of these amazing black women are celebrating her and as they they should. should
0: right as they should but it's still that kind of that kind of thing it's like where you don't know what's going on behind the scenes so yeah
1: that part and so. I wonder how many things like that have happened where it's like a headline and you know, you behind your screen, like is the person even enjoying this moment? Like, you know, the pressure might get to you.
0: Yeah, and even, okay, this is a little, a lot different, but it reminds me, I was watching Teen Mom OG randomly the other day because it was the <laughs> only thing on that I was like, all right, this is, this could be a cool background show. I haven't watched like Teen Mom in forever.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: It's been a while, but it was Macy, um, Bentley's mom. And she had been sent this article about a statement that Ryan, her baby daddy's dad, had said about her, about a certain situation. And she was like, she had no idea this was about to come out. And most of it was falsified. Like, it wasn't all the way true. Mm. And so it's like that moment of, you know, we read these things in the media, we read these like announcements and all of these headlines, but we really don't, we really don't know what's really going on.
1: Yeah. And that makes me think about (laughs) Kylie Jenner's pregnancy announcement, because even though the Kardashians, like headlines come out about them every other day. And I mean, there were some pregnancy headline rumors, but like. I love how Kylie owns her announcement every time.
0: Right, yeah. Like,
1: she'll hide it if she has
0: to. (laughs) Right, but people had been guessing for months. Like, when I saw this article about how people knew based on her nails, I was like, wait, what? like these people are crazy they're so invested i was like she
1: was wearing different it was because she posted a picture mm -hmm. like she took the picture but her nails were different in the picture than they saw on her story like the day before and they were like there's no way she changed her nails in those 24 hours so it has to be an old picture so why would she have posted an old picture because she's pregnant probably right right they were right
0: they were right like they that's insane dude but it reminded me i was like i can't talk i'd be doing stuff like that with beyonce trying to puzzle piece together her announcements or like what's coming next so
1: i just love what she posts she's in her Virgo season bag right now
0: she is and it's always such like i really like her posts because they're really thought out and put together. Like it's like it's not I don't know it's just to me it's it's extra but I love it it's not just like a picture and it's like surprise I'm pregnant it's like this video of the journey before she actually announced to the world that she's actually pregnant
1: right which is like it's doing the most are you talking about beyonce now or kylie
0: both of them but kylie specifically
1: (laughs) kylie's a leo and that was was like that she has to own it like (laughs) this is my pregnancy and i'm gonna do it my way it's like yeah y'all are right but let me drop some fire on it (laughs) yeah for sure so, um, anyway, anywho, you have to fight. Actually, and that reminds me back to Beyonce in her Harper's Bazaar article that came out. Which, shout out to Lana for subscribing me to the Ow. magazine. Because I cried. I cried when Autumn handed me that. She checked the mail and that was it. It's oh, a September <laughs> issue. Um, I'm so,
0: we frame it, man.
1: I should. I honestly should. But yeah, but the little excerpt. I think she basically just wrote it herself. She's like, yeah, I'm not even going to be interviewed. Like, I'm just writing it. I'm Beyonce. <laughs> I'm Beyonce. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, like, y'all don't really know me. Like, I'm very... I have to be secretive. And I have to be, like, controlling about what comes out about me. Because everybody wants to, like, tell a story. Or break you. the
0: news, yeah.
1: And she's like, I just... I made a very clear decision early on in my career. Like if I was going to do this, I, I I couldn't care about the fame. Like it couldn't be about the fame. Um, and that's why I'm so reserved. And like people have called her boring and they're like, she doesn't do any interviews and like whatever. But it's really just because, I mean, she's at a place in her career where she doesn't really need to.
0: She doesn't. Like she's in competition with herself at this point
1: yeah correct so I mean at that point it's like yes like if I'm gonna be here I'll, I'll do it on my terms type right character. with
0: intention mm-hmm. like I'm and not just doing it to do it
1: that's what's so cool about her she really puts in 110 percent every time
0: right like if y'all haven't watched homecoming the documentary on Netflix mm. watch it it's so good and it's really inspiring, honestly. While also feeling like you were at Coachella.
1: I know, I love
0: it. Love that one. Like the fact <laughs> they like the fact that they saved the stage that she performed on as like a piece of history because it was. She was the first black woman to headline at Coachella. So, yeah, and she her. absolutely killed it.
1: She did in fact. I so wish I could have been there, but
0: what I would have done. I would have paid thousands.
1: I tried. <laughs> I really tried to go, but I was very broke.
0: Right. We were at a very broke point in our lives. But we're not broke no more. Ish kind of.
1: Ish. Ish, not broke-ish. Not broke-ish.
0: Um okay.
1: But Elaine's not broke. Elaine's not either. broke. I love but- my tourism. <laughs>
0: but she also like you said earlier she knows her worth like yeah this is a lot of money like not downgrading it not downgrading the opportunity but at the same time it's like it's not one of those moments where you're just like accept it and move on and as of course as we saw when she was working at uh ebony when she bought for her raise like this is basically the same thing
1: yeah it's almost like that was like training ground and she pretty much you can't say this I guess you just can't say the same things to Anna Wintour but like right. <laughs> that she was so boss lady in that moment she was like I'm gonna give y'all 24 hours to think about it I'm not coming to work tomorrow
0: right right like, she had
1: pulled this same stunt here
0: she would not I, have been in the press release <laughs> that's,
1: that's true that is true y'all read the room But, I mean, it's just, like, ugh. The thing she talks about, about how, like, we as women are taught to work hard and we're also taught to play by the rules, I just thought was so real. Like, you're not supposed to be bossy. You're not supposed to be too disagreeable. And that's something that even, like, in my family, I feel like that is taught. Like, especially to your elders, you're just supposed to say yes and, like, keep it moving and don't be disrespectful and, like, sometimes it's like but it's my life and I'm the one that has to wake up every day and do this job and she's like I know I go 110% like Beyonce does <laughs> um, so I deserve a pay that is worth you know the same
0: yeah and I love when she says women aren't taught to get comfortable with making people uncomfortable because facts we're not taught that we're taught exactly how you just said to kind of just conform and be grateful but it's like no but let, like let's not and which goes into the part that I really enjoyed she's talking to an exec at this point mm-hmm. and she's like we preach at this magazine for pay equity and women's right and feminism but what's happening in a re- to me right now goes against all of that
1: yeah I mean that's so funny because I mean, it kind of, I was like, thinking back to last chapter, I was like, it's always a little bit performative. Come on. Like, Elaine, you had to know. Right, right. <laughs> you had to know working in this industry, like, fashion itself is so performative, and I mean, just companies and corporations in general love to do that. Like, the minute it's July 1st, like, Pride is over. They could care less about your rights as a, a queer person, but they're going to wave that flag and they're going <laughs> to post about it for all 30 days of June. And, like,
0: and they're going to put their logo in rainbow.
1: They're going to profit off of it. So, yeah, I just, I was like disappointed, but. Not surprised. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Right. But Elaine's like, I'm not putting up with it, though.
1: Yes. Yes. She's like, I
0: will not stand for it
1: and she got a little help from her privileged white wealthy male friend.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, but before we go into that cuz that happens after this. Oh. But uh, sorry, just a point that I was going to make.
1: I'll make it, girl.
0: <laughs> um and so the exact ask her like, you know, what's the number? Like what's your number then? Oh. If this is not it. Oh. And she has to think like on the spot having not been able to do any type of research. Or, yeah, this
1: is the same day.
0: Right. This is all happening, <laughs> like, all at once. Literally hours later. And she says a number and immediately is just... She just blurted out a number and immediately was like, oh, my gosh. What? Because she had totally low herself. Mm-hmm. And with the sinking feeling in her gut that she realized she... Like, the exec would pass that number on to HR.
1: Yeah, and have you ever had to say something in the moment and you're like, Oh, I wish I had just waited had a few more seconds to mm-hmm. really think that through. Cause now that it's out, I can't take it back, but like now I'm held to that. And that's like, she's held to this number. And she's like, I definitely lowballed it."
0: Like Yeah. No, I've, I've definitely, as a person who lives with anxiety daily, have done, been in those circumstances where you say one thing, but then it's... M- like more your anxiety talking than you talking. And then when you get some time to like just be by yourself and calm down and really think it through with a clearer head, you're like, oh, I'm about to sound like a hypocrite, but this is how I actually feel. And sometimes like, especially when I was like deep in the thick of things trying to deal with my anxiety, I felt like I was doing it a lot. Like I'd say one thing and then have my time to myself and actually think about it and actually form the opinion that was truth, and so i've learned to be better about it as i've been coping with dealing with my anxiety but i definitely still from time to time i'm like crap that's not what i wanted to say but now it's out there
1: right yeah like i always feel so much pressure to answer like immediately when people ask me things but i have to remind myself that i don't owe anyone the answer right now like if they ask me like they want to know but like if i have to wait like if I have to take some time to think about it and and like how she says like she could have easily just said I'd love to take the night and come back to you on that first thing like it's okay to take time to like if you're not somebody who thinks on the spot like that like if you're bad under pressure it's okay like you can literally carve time out you just have to ask for it
0: Right. And she said one lesson I learned the hard way. Never give your number before you're ready before you're ready to. Don't allow anyone to force you into a negotiation that you haven't had time to prepare for. Mm-hmm. Especially nice. when you're a woman and a woman of color.
1: Right. Double homicide. <laughs> Double homicide. You're not used to literally having the cards stacked in your favor. So you're just like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to take it. right It's now, foreign territory. It. Right. Because you could change your mind in two seconds. And I just want to have the job at the end of the day. And it's like, yes, but
0: right. Yes. But
1: and that's why she calls her friend.
0: Right. Uh, the, the white man you're speaking of. Okay, now, 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 now we're shoot. There. Now we're there. Now we're there.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, so Elaine goes home that night and she phones her friend who was born into the kind of privilege that comes with tools that she hadn't yet inherited. And she goes into saying, like, how she is the first person in her family to graduate from college. He is someone who not only did his parents come from a wealthy family, but he has been, like, brushing shoulders with very um influential influential people since she was in preschool like he's somebody that you know wakes up in the morning and probably is like yep I deserve everything good in the world and she's just like I'm not familiar with this type of confidence and she's like I need to learn that confidence literally overnight so I'm calling this dude and like just gonna pick his brain on like how should I handle this and I thought that was great I was like yeah we always need somebody in our corner to talk talk things through with and especially somebody in a position that cause it's like she could talk to her mom but like there's only so much that her mom could help her with because mm-hmm. it's like out of her scope of like how do I negotiate like her mom's never had to do this so it's it's, it would be going to... I mean, she would get great words and, like, empowerment, but sometimes you need, like, legitimate, real advice from somebody that um, has been in your shoes.
0: Right, like, that reminds... Yeah, no, that reminds me of like, when we all first started getting our corporate jobs, like I was the first one to get a quote unquote corporate job. So I was the one who'd been through the process already while you know, all the, re- the rest of y'all and like our friends were like, I and stuff. right like I don't this is foreign territory. Can you give me some advice? Walking me through this process of how is this going to work? Which, you know, every company is different, but it's kind of, it's all it's all rooted. The process is all rooted the same, pretty much, for the yeah. most part. So that's what I felt, like, in that moment, like, kind of words of wisdom and, like, things like that. Yeah. And I really, like, he told her, you know, she would kind of, like, spiral and be like, but this, but this, but this, but this. And he was like, say it anyway. Do it anyway. Stop thinking about what they'll say. And I'm like oh gosh, that makes my anxiety boil because it's like, it's so hard not to do, like to think of all the different scenarios. Right. Right. He's never, but again, like you said, he never had to be in that position to type, to think of all those things. Um, But she owned it. She was like, all right, I'm going to do my research tonight and do it anyway. Like come straight with the facts. And see what happens. Because the worst they can say at that point is no.
1: That's so true. And honestly, I was thinking about it. And I was like, she actually does have more leverage than, like, that guy in the elevator said that she did. Because especially now that they've announced it, like, Black Twitter will come for you. you, I mean, like, if she really tried, if she wanted to expose Teen Vogue for, like, pushing her in between a rock and a hard place while getting all the praise for their token like black editor-in-chief. While like,
0: also lowballing her.
1: <laughs> she could have come out with the story and Teva would have been in hot water. Like, so I was like, you know what? She has done the work. She has the resume. She has everything going for her. And they like how she was at Ebony, why she was so confident. Like, they need her.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And,
1: and so, yeah, like, I like that she was like, I'm just... He basically was like, even though you gave them a number, who cares? Go back in there and give them a higher number. Because that's what you really want.
0: Right. And then at that point, she can come straight with facts. Like, the other number was just something she thought of randomly. But this is based off of research, baby. The data don't lie.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. But then she also... You know, the flip side of it. She said, I recognize the wisdom in choosing my battles. I had to decide what I was willing to fall on my sword. So, right.
0: You can't this was fall it. on the
1: sword a hundred times. You have to choose it.
0: Picking she, and choosing your battles.
1: Right. So, yeah. You know, wisdom.
0: <laughs> right. And so she says, however, there is no leverage like proven success. I said, bam, period. That's the one. Uh, she says, a year later, I'd eventually get everything I wanted, the, off- the official title, the corner office, a more uh, reasonable salary. But first, I had to do the work. I had to make lemonade. Oh. And I was like, ugh, Beyonce reference. Love it. I don't, And I don't even know if this was even the time of lemonade. I can't, I couldn't remember. But either way, Beyonce is always faster? it. No, it actually didn't look this time. What is it? Lemonade. Wait a minute. Okay. 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 Get okay. It
1: get into it.
0: Get into it. <laughs> I was like,
1: "Is Beyonce about to drop Lemonade?" <laughs>
0: Probably at this point. I hope so. I love. I you know I love Beyonce. So if we get a little Beyonce moment. Beyonce in
1: here. <laughs> Beyonce.
0: Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh. Okay. But. This was the last nerve it was nerve wracking, but like not as like previous chapters have been.
1: We're still on the come up though. We are on the come up. She did just get this job. But I was worried. I was like, are they really gonna do her like this?
0: Right, right.
1: Like But they did. <laughs> like Loki. Like she still had to But
0: at, at at that point she was like, Okay, now that I've proven myself, now that I've done the work, here's my terms.
1: Yeah. So there we go, guys.
0: All right, next chapter, we're making lemonade, baby. 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 And this has been another episode of She Will Red. I'm Alana.
1: And I'm Sam <laughs> And We'll see y'all next time. Adios. Goodbye. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at She Well Read to stay in the loop. Also, be sure to send us listener letters, fan mail, or PR to our new P.O. Box, 1725 Gardendale, Alabama, 35071. And remember,
0: if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to Shewellredqa at gmail.com or post about it in our Facebook group. And for any business inquiries or collabs, send us an email to shewellread at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a review for today's episode. We love you and stay well read. Bye!